to the happiness project podcast the podcast which has touched more than 30000 lives and has evolved in more than 65 countries and it's available on 10 plus platforms please do subscribe and follow the happiness project so that you never miss a single episode on the show you can also rate and write a review on iTunes Podbean Stitcher or any other platform that you're listening the podcast on because your support will go a long way you are now listening to new perspectives with rena jain who's a mental health expert a qualified psychologist and a wellness coach Questions are now being accepted on this podcast so once again do not forget to send in your questions related to the topic being discussed Perspective is a point of view everyone has their own view and there is nothing that draws a strict line that this is right and this is wrong what seems to be correct to some may be wrong for another in their perspective so it all depends upon the perspective of the beholder do everything in life there's always a positive and a negative side the thing is it's so damn easy to focus on one over the other Some of us tend to focus too much on the negative side. As you know, it's usually easier to forget the positive over the negative. But here's the good news. You get to choose which side you want to focus on. It's simply a matter of shifting your perspective or in other words, shifting your thoughts. This series will force you to shift your mindset, to step away from your thought process and lift you to create a positive community. New Perspectives is all about stepping away from the known and stepping into the unknown. It's about breaking the old belief system and allowing yourself to look at everything a bit differently. This series is about pausing and taking a stock take of who you are and what you've already achieved and giving yourself a confidence boost instead of a seemingly impossible task list and finally it's about personal growth in a time of constant change Welcome to yet another episode on the Happiness Project. Today's topic of discussion is extremely significant essentially because social media has taken over our lives. 
Never before in human history has it been possible to communicate so quickly during a pandemic. Social media platforms have been a key piece for the dissemination of information. However, there are multiple advantages and disadvantages that must be considered. Thanks to fast changing news, social distancing and a major political movement, our internet connection has become our most important connection. With the seismic events happening in 2020, we have probably never experienced those negative effects as acutely. while simultaneously feeling the need to communicate online more than ever screen time is way up while platforms like twitter and instagram are helping activists organize the black lives matter movement you know when we look at someone's instagram or twitter account it's highly unlikely that we are getting the full picture people tend to present the highlight reels of their lives This might mean posting the most flattering photos of yourself from glamorous vacations while ignoring all the afternoons that you've actually face planted on the couch watching friends. This unrealistic view can have a negative effect on the mental health of others. So maintaining a positive relationship with social media is all about how you use it. You know, honestly, we've all been there. where we spend way too much time on our phones but we just can't stop doing it where our offline relationships suffer because we spend so much time on our online relationships our work our dreams we just can't seem to give them the priority they deserve each time we go on to social media we sense anxiety stress and we come away with a gloomy mood well we all can relate to this right exactly why we have someone very very special today who is going to be touching on the topic of social media and how it has been affecting our daily lives welcoming johan on the happiness project well a few years ago johan himself struggled enormously really really suffered from phone and social media addiction and he knew he had to find a way to unhook himself from screens but he didn't want to completely abstain from tech and screens they are a part of our lives and they are here to stay nevertheless he learned how to use screen mindfully the more he became aware of the detrimental effect screen can have on us these days he's helping individuals and families to recover from phone and social media addiction the focus is not just on helping people would stopping liking and posting their lives away but on helping them to become a better version of themselves as well essentially yohan is on a mission to help people live their lives with purpose and free from tech addiction in this episode yohan and i talk about the effect of social media on our relationships on our mental health and how can we use social media more mindfully and wisely yohan also shares a six steps formula that we can use to manage our time effectively on social media and finally we also talk about social media anxiety social media addiction nomophobia fubbing algorithms and 
digital detoxes so without taking another moment let us now welcome Johan on the happiness project hey Johan how are you hey Reina excellent what about you I'm good too thank you so so good to have you on my show thank you for having me I appreciate it I'm super excited to converse about social media and its impact and the relationship that it has with us yeah no there's a lot to talk about social media so especially now with this corona with this lockdown we use our screens a lot so i know there's a lot of talks about screen time and phone addiction in households so yes there's a lot that can be discussed about this topic of course of course so you know a few years ago you yourself struggled enormously from phone and social media addiction how did you unhook yourself from social media since of course you you didn't want to completely abstain from tech and screens what what did you do to use screens effectively and more mindfully well first of all i so i became a phone addict since 2011 and i actually had the very first smartphone that has android that was the ah. mobile phone back in 2011 very long time ago and that was new suddenly you had this laptop like in your hands. So I was using my phone outside my home. Before you had this normal false cell phone and occasionally you send messages. There was internet, but it wasn't as sophisticated mm-hmm. as internet on our laptops. But then with the smartphone and suddenly Facebook or any other website looked exactly the same on a smartphone as they look like on a laptop or you know or a desktop. Right. So I was used so I was using that phone a lot without really questioning why I am using the phone a lot. It was just a novelty. And then back then, 2011, Facebook was very popular. Oh, Twitter yeah. and Instagram just started, but it was mainly Facebook. Mm-hmm. And then what made me realize that I was using my phone a lot was actually my ex-girlfriend from Brazil. So what happens was we were constantly exchanging posts, but not just private, but on our walls. So then she posts something like a like a heart, like Johan loves Nanda, and you know some cute poems. Yeah, and yeah. I do the same, and then suddenly I noticed I was just doing that constantly. And then one time, I was posting uh, for a while. I wasn't posting anything, but we were walking on the beach one day, mm-hmm. and then what she did was she she made she she created this heart on the sand, right, with a stick. And then she wrote, like, Johan loves Nanda. And then she asked me, Johan, can you pose for that? You know, can you stand next to the heart? And I take a photo. So I did that. So what did she do? She posted that photo saying, oh, look what my boyfriend has made me. So then she she implied that I created the heart. Like, I made the heart in the sand. (laughs) So when I saw that she started to lie, just for the sake of showing people how happy we are, how connected we are, I, I asked myself the question, why is it so important for people to know? Like, why do we take these platforms so seriously suddenly just because a lot of people are using them? Yeah. And then what, there was a moment that I just hated social media and I just want to disconnect and I only wanted to talk to her on Skype. Like, if you want to talk to me, let's go on Skype. But don't expect me now to go to Facebook and have a conversation uh-huh. in public on your, on your wall or on my wall. Yeah, no, yeah. just between me. So, the World Cup of 2014 uh-huh. was held in Brazil. 
And I thought to myself, I always, you probably remember that I think we won the World Cup, Germany won the World Germany, Cup. Germany, yeah, yeah. 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 And I thought to myself, I, I always want to create a website and I love football. So I thought to myself, let me create a website mm-hmm. about the World Cup. So what happened was I started to use Facebook again, but then a fan page, I created a fan page. And then I was using Facebook, but more controlled, more mm. with purpose. And I felt good about it because I was creating like a fan base. I was promoting the website. Yeah. But my girlfriend didn't like it. My girlfriend was like, wait, where are my posts? Why are you so busy with this website? Where's the attention? It was, yeah, it was, it was, so, so no surprise that we ended the relationship. So yeah. we ended the, so yeah, I just put a stop to it and I continued using social media for that exact purpose. So now when I use social media, it's because I want to create exposure. I want to promote, I want to connect with people. Absolutely. Go on social media and then get out. Mm. So to answer your question, the main reason how or why I can like create a healthy relationship with Facebook was because of purpose, because I became more confident about myself. I became more self-aware, mm-hmm. self-development. I became more mindful about the way I was using screens. So I realized it's not about not using screens or hating technology. Yeah. It's about how can I use technology in a way that's going to improve my life? How can I use social media to improve my life? And so that's that's what's, that's really the main reason. Now, of course, there is a lot of strategies that I implemented, but that was really the one that started everything. Absolutely, I I think it's just about being self-aware, about uh, knowing when to stop. I remember a time when I have spent so much of time simply browsing through my Instagram, my Facebook for hours, and and realizing. You know, my entire day has just gone by in doing this, and I, I, I felt this wasn't helpful at all. And you know, of course, that's when I realized I need to take a break. I need to be more mindful of how I'm using technology because uh, when you're using technology, I think it's best to use it for the for the right things, and uh, yes. not not just use it for the sake of it. And you know, it, it's not helpful. Yeah, at the end of the day, what matters is uh, how how mindful you are in your usage of of technology so yeah. yes yeah yeah and it's it's very different than for example smoking addiction or mm-hmm. food addiction because when someone eats junk food or smokes cigarettes or using drugs then you you know okay this person is has to stop asap this is not good for him or her yeah let me help him or her but when it comes to technology, internet, social media, you can easily tell yourself the story that you are being productive, that oh, yeah. you have to send this email, you have to check on this person. And other people, they don't, the only thing they can say is, okay, you use your screens a lot. But <laughs> the other person who's using their screens a lot, he or she can say, well, you know, I have to do this thing. It's not like smoking or drugs and food that you cannot hide. With tech, with tech addiction, with using tech a lot, it's very easy to hide or say, well, everyone is using their screens a lot. So what are you worrying about? I know. So that makes it even harder. Yeah. Absolutely. Very challenging. So what what do you think are some of the ways that social media can affect relationships? Yeah, so it can affect in a good way or in a bad way. When someone uses social media, as let's say a couple, you, you as a husband or a wife, you look at social media and you see couples are doing better than you. 
So there are two ways to respond. Or you're going to put more pressure on the spouse and say, okay, you know what? I want to have that life. Why don't we have this life? So suddenly you're, you're, you are now comparing your real life with something fake that you see online. Well, they have yeah, perfect, yeah. only, you know, but especially the influencers, for example. But you have to realize that influencers are paid to create a perfect feed. I know. Perfect I know. And, 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 that's, and they're, they're, they're getting paid. But what about other people who, have, who invest so much time and energy in social media that they post just to show people, you see, I'm, 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 I'm happy, I'm doing well, and, you know, <laughs> like, they want to create fans. They want for other people to say, wow, well done. So, and, but the flip side of when you see those photos, you see those posts, and you see that they're happy, what you can do is flip it and say, you know what, let's not be jealous, but let's be inspired. Let's maybe work towards a better relationship. Maybe we should improve this element of the relationship or improve this element of the relationship. So in that way, that, that's a positive way of this. I always say the opposite of jealousy is inspiration. Don't become jealous. Because then yeah, you play yeah. the victim card, you think, well, my life is not like this. <laughs> and like you don't wish the other person well but when you say okay i'm inspired and you say i wish that person well i'm happy for the person and i know that if i want to accomplish the same then i am able to accomplish the same yeah so that's so that's an effect it could be good it could be bad but also if there's no clear communication in, in a relationship then you will see that someone can easily escape in social media instead of communicating oh. with the spouse yeah. Because social media is perfect to escape. There's a lot of people on the online, even people who think the same way as you, who positive and negative. There are people who might complain as well and say, yeah, you see, life is indeed bad or relationship is not good. But there are also people who might help you. But for example, if you don't share an interest with your spouse, but you find other people online who share interests with you, then you might go online and spend more time there or you play games because you think, well, I'm not happy, you're satisfied, but it's easier to escape social media than to actually have that healthy conversation with your boyfriend or girlfriend, for example. Oh yeah. So, and we all know the dangers as well. If we see a spouse or a partner using social media a lot, we know, well, there's a lot of temptation going on. Is he talking to someone? Like, might he be cheating? What is he yeah, up to? Yeah. What is she up to? Absolutely. And that can be dangerous. Yes, I yeah. think, yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, social media does have the good and the bad effect of, uh, you know, of the usage. Um, and I think at the end of the day, it all comes down to how you personally are making an effort to, you know, yes. to use it. And how are you using it very importantly, you know. Exactly. And, uh, exactly. So, yeah, I think, yeah. And I think a lot of uh, times people tend to compare their their lifestyle with people, uh, you know, on social media, as you mentioned earlier. And uh, I think that's where this false perceptions uh, develop. There are false expectations. There, there is there's insecurity. There's jealousy. So all of these things uh, kind of are associated with social media. Exactly. Exactly. Yes, when you, you lose yourself, when you lose you, yourself, you your self-confidence decreases, your self-esteem, you become doubtful about yourself. And when you yeah. use social media a lot and you have other plans and you don't work on those plans, well, then you're not keeping promises to yourself 
and that is detrimental to the way you perceive yourself I have learned recently about algorithms that uh, social media platforms do use. So how do you think uh, so what do these social plat- social media platforms do to spend more time on these platforms? Yes, that's a good question. So they do want to monetize your eyeballs, right? So they carefully check what your interests are. So that's that's the danger. Social media often knows you better than your spouse knows you <laughs> because you're so engaged with social media, your desires that you might not even share with your spouse, you're sharing them online based on clicking on those interests. So social media will have a clear picture of what you like. So we live in this world on social media and we think that's the real world, a world that everyone is seeing, but it's not. It's just like a very highly specifically curated world just for you. It's only you see. So you think that's reality, but no, it's just your reality. And then for another person, that's his or her reality. So we think it's the reality, but no. So we think everyone has an opinion about a specific topic and that's what the opinion is. No. That's so just that's what you see because that's your opinion. We're in this echo chamber. We see what yeah. we want to see. And then our beliefs are reinforced based on the information that we see on social media. So we basically live in their algorithm. They give you the nudge, you do the nudge, and then you're living in the algorithm. You think it's free will. You think that you're scrolling for one hour just based on free will. It's not. You were programmed. You were programmed to go take step one and then take step two, step three. And then, of course, they like to bombard you with many other features, social media to say, well, you're here anyway, side posting. Mm -hmm. Why don't you game? Why don't you you send a private message? Why don't you follow this person you might know? (laughs) So there there are many, many tricks that they implement, like the like button that they they want to know how many likes do I have? And that's a huge problem because a lot of we want to feel good and we feel good about ourselves when a lot of people feel good about us. We are looking for validation, yeah. Oh, yes, yes, we, we were going there, right? We want to create those fans, so that's the problem. We, we are always, um, we are biggest critic often, right? Like, I'm, like, often people, the way they talk about themselves is, is a negative. They saw, a lot of people, they talk to, to, to them in a way that they will not talk to a friend or to a colleague or anyone, right? It's just the story we tell ourselves is, is, is negative. So we need those likes to have proof that we are amazing. But that's a problem. We want to create fans instead of us becoming our biggest fan. And Mm. aside our biggest critic, we should become both. We we want to become our biggest fan and our biggest critic. Not our biggest critic and we need other people to make us believe that yes, yes, I am good. Because if you believe that, if, if you listen to the people who say, yeah, you're amazing, then if they say you're not amazing, then you're going to believe that as well. And so it's up to you to answer that question to yourself. Am I amazing? Am I smart? Am I good? Am I worthy? Does, doesn't that affect people's mental health? It does, it does, it does, it does. Yes, you become doubtful. That's why people become a bit more depressed, anxious. And that's what happens when you don't work on yourself. When you outsource this power to other people, to social media, then yes, it is a point to become a problem. You have to work on yourself. You have to, the story you tell yourself about yourself should be a positive one and it's up to you to change that story you don't want to go for validation but a lot of people don't think like this unfortunately so they do go to social media and they do want those likes and they 
do post based on the expectations of the amount of likes that they're going to receive. Mm. So that's a problem. Or what about the infinite scroll that they keep scrolling, mm. keep scrolling because we love information. We want to know what's going on, especially with this COVID-19. We oh, want yeah. to know exactly what's going on every minute. Absolutely. Every time on social media, another reason. So Facebook went to the stock market in 2012 and then they had to find the answer to the question, how can we make more money? So that's why you had the like system that was implemented, for example. So then they became very sophisticated with their algorithms much more because they need more money. And then they are competing for your time and your attention and focus. So they will try everything in their power for you to stay online as long as possible. Oh, yeah, I know. It's, it's, that's why it's crazy. Yeah. You know, since we also spoke about uh, social media affecting mental health, do you think social media addiction leads to anxiety or or the other way around? You know, does anxiety lead to social media addiction? I think both. I've talked to people who are successful, who know what they want, but they're on social media. But instead of half hour, they are using it for one hour, one hour and a half, and they're not happy with that. So they are, they have the self-esteem, they have everything figured out and they know where they want to go but somehow they become a little bit anxious it becomes a bit exhausting this whole experience of social media so if you use social media then yeah it can cause anxiety but it can get worse so let's flip it and talk about people who are already anxious who are already escaping their issues who are not happy with themselves with their lives if they go on social media and they see uh, not just social media internet forums etc games it's very yeah. easy to just forget about all the work that needs to be done yeah. or about the fact that, yeah, well, I have to deal with my problems. No, it's just much easier to go on social media. But then it begins with pain mm-hmm. and then you go on social media and then it ends with pain because then social media basically, when they're done, they're like, okay, I haven't done anything good or anything productive. And then they feel worse than they did before. So it's always like, it's like eating junk food. In that moment, when you eat that Burger King burger, you're enjoying, you're like, oh my God, it's so good. That, mm. that instant gratification, it's, oh, it's good. Just like smoking. But then when it's over, then you realize, okay, well, yeah, this, this maybe it's not a good idea. So, and then you have this feedback loop. You feel bad and then you go on social media again, feel worse. And then you go <laughs> and from that feeling, you go back on social media. So it's there's a cycle, yeah cycle exactly so it can cause anxiety it can worsen anxiety but that the people who are not anxious and they start to use social media if they don't well even the successful ones successful in terms of people who know where they're going and they have they have a dream and they're they're going for it they can become anxious and they just need a few strategies just to control their screen time that's it but but the people who don't really know what they want and they're kind of miserable, but they have not used social media yet and they will use social media yet. And social media can be the trigger for them to become anxious mm-hmm. and more anxious and more anxious. So both. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So what what are these what are some of these strategies that they can implement to create a healthy relationship with their phone? Yeah, so I always explain the six steps formula. That I created. Oh yeah, what, what what is the six step formula? So step one is self-awareness. You want to know how much you use screens. What are you feeling when you use screens? When you go for your phone, when you are using your phone, 
the thoughts that come up are they positive are they negative you can use apps external apps to figure out how long you use screens screen right. time or digital well-being or like forest or rescue time there are many apps that you can use so you have a clear understanding of how much you actually use social media right. clarity is power you need to know where you currently are what's your what's your standpoint and then also you want to ask yourself how is this affecting my life how is this affecting my self-development how is this affecting my relationships right. and then become clear about that and then you want to flip the story and then ask yourself how do i want to see my life how do i want to see relationships how do i want to see my future so that's self-development know exactly where your current standpoint is where are you what's the situation now and where do you want to go so then because that's going to motivate you to understand well this is hurting my relationship and i want to connect more with my spouse my girlfriend or i want to make my dreams come true i want to be i want to go out and about i want to embrace life much more the offline world that's where i want to be so that's step one step two is insight so insight is all about understanding well a lot that we discussed uh, just now about the detrimental effects of social media how is it what are they doing that you're so immersed in social media become aware of those tricks that they're implementing understand right. that you're being hooked that they, they they make money the more you want social media that's what they want and also the effects like we become lonely we can become depressed um even physiological uh, physical uh, effects for example our brains there's this um phenomenon called google effect slash digital amnesia mm-hmm. and what happens is we outsource our brains yeah. to for example google so instead of us trying to figure out an answer to a question or a solution to a problem mm-hmm. or for example just a small calculation we outsource it to google oh, we yeah. or our phone you know like <laughs> it's easy like they will know google will know or someone like a friend will know the answer so let me just ask my friend there is no clear moment just a you know just a moment with me myself and i where i can just think you know what what can be the answer or solution to this problem we every, everything has to be solved fast so that's digital we forget mm. we forget because we said because we become we train our brain to outsource they're not trained anymore mm. i always use this analogy of an arm If you use a rope arm that's taking over your left arm, then you're going to be very strong with this arm, but your left arm is going to become weaker because mm-hmm. you're not using the power of your left arm because it's the robot technology that's doing it for you. Right. So, okay, nice, you become stronger, but without it, if you take it off, then this arm has not been trained at all. So that that's what we're doing as well. We think it's good and yes, there of course there are many advantages, but you just don't want to forget to remember to reflect to try to become creative and looking for answers so that's what we do to the brain and there are many others like melatonin it becomes suppressed when we use our phones before we go to bed it's hard to fall asleep for example there's just just many things that happen and we become good at being distracted every time when we try to focus on then our phone demands our attention then we become very good at it it's just like complaining when you complain mm-hmm. all the time guess what you become good at it right so even at becoming distracted you're training yourself to always be all over the place but that's not good but the, the brain doesn't know right the brain just does what it thinks you want it to do 
your brain is not going to tell you, you know, this is bad or this is good. No, you just, whatever you, the input that you give to the brain, that's, that's how it then, that's how it will adapt itself. Yeah, yeah. So you want to become, and, and it's a state of mind. It's, it's the input. Input is not only through food, what we consume. It's also what we see and what we hear. So it, it, it changes us. It has effect on us. It rubs off on us. It's, if we see a lot of negativity on social media or a lot of content that makes us unhappy, yeah, then we're training ourselves to become unhappy. We become familiar with this feeling of unhappiness or satisfaction. So you want to become very careful that social media is not training you to become or programming you to become a person you don't want to be. So that's, so that's the second step. Inside, the detrimental effects of social media use, tech use, and how they lure you in. So that's insight. Then step three is digital citizenship. We are not going to dispose of our phone. We, we, we want to stay with our smartphone, right? Like mm -hmm. we maybe have a hate-love relationship with our smartphone, but we don't want to replace it for a dumb phone. <laughs> At least a lot of people don't. There are some who do, and mm -hmm. I respect that, but there are people who want to keep using their smartphone. Mm. So if we complain about our smartphones, then why? And we're not going to replace them. Let's then just create a healthy relationship with our phone. So digital citizenship, becoming a good digital citizen, I mean, learn about tech, embrace tech, embrace your smartphone, right. learn mm -hmm. about the features, for example, the do not disturb, okay. the, the, the airplane modes, the grayscale, <laughs> learn about it, but also settings, privacy settings. Uh, security settings of social media, learn about Instagram. If you keep using Instagram, learn about Instagram. Learn about Facebook. What are all mm -hmm. the options? Mm -hmm. And learn about the, the risks, the dangers online. How to use internet in a, in a, in a, in a mindful way. Right. Because it's going to, technology is going to become much more important. Of Virtual course. reality is not mainstream yet. AI is going to become smarter. Augmented reality is going to become Definitely. more so we have to learn this now. So that's what I mean with step three. Embrace tech and learn about it. Don't just complain about it. Step four is digital habits, screen habits. So then you're going to use specific strategies, boundaries, limits that will help you with your screen time. So then you, for example, create a no phone zone rule. When are phones allowed? When are they not allowed? Right. When you're with your spouse, with your parents, with your, with your kids, when are they allowed? When, how? For how long, which apps are which apps are allowed, or for example, a mini digital detox, just for just one evening, like a digital digital detox Sunday, for example, a whole day maybe. Don't use tech. Mm. Come with all these strategies, implement or like a phone, no phone lounge. Or I like this 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 word, a phone lounge. I mean, wow. so a place in your house where you're going mm -hmm. to leave your phone. <laughs> when they are not allowed. So, okay, your spouse is there, you're going to have a romantic dinner now, you know exactly where you're going to put your phone in the house, like in a different room, for example. There's a dedicated space, a phone lounge where you put your phones. And so you don't even need to reflect or like think about where should we put our phones, no, out of sight. So that's what I mean with digital habits, screen habits, boundaries, limits that you want to think about. And then implement. And then step five is activities. So it's not just about pushing your phone away. Right. It's also about finding something that pulls you away from your phone automatically already. Absolutely. Something, yeah. right? Replacement activities. Yeah. So that's, that's what step five is all about. 
find activities that you want to do with someone mm-hmm. or just with yourself. I this week I played a board game for the very first time just by myself. Wow. I've never done it before. I always mm-hmm. thought, well, how why would you play it by yourself? <laughs> you know, I just you played with a lot of people. You know, maybe video games you play by yourself. <laughs> but then I thought, well, a lot of people are doing it. Let me try it. So is is that curiosity? You want to become curious, and also not just by with yourself, but also with a lot of people, right? What can we do? There's so many activities that you can take on. You know, if you're with with someone with your spouse, create like create a nice photo collage of places that you were together, and put those photos together. Create a love playlist or something of, of favorite songs that you both like to listen to. Find activities. Become curious. Become excited, and it's good for connection as well, and also that for the me myself and I. Relationship, so not just with someone, with yourself, with absolutely. Yes, yes. And then the last step is all about yourself. That is the self-development step. Mm-hmm. So aside activities, you always want to make sure that you're growing. You always, uh, what Tony Robbins says that right, the progress equals happiness. That you have to progress. You have to. If you're static in life then your self-confidence is going to decrease, um, your energy is going to decrease. You're going mm-hmm. just like the gym. You go up or you go down. Right. There's no maintain, like you go up or down. You have to keep moving. Mm-hmm. You have to you know, stay in product- production mode. So self-development is all about moving forward. Become mindful, right. practice mindfulness. Because mindfulness is very important to learn mm-hmm. because it makes everything much easier, Absolutely. much easier because that space that when your phone demands your attention, that space so when that trigger starts, could be an internal trigger like a thought mm-hmm. or it could be an external trigger like a sound from your phone. Mm-hmm. In that space, you go for your phone, there is, there is freedom of choice in that space. Mm-hmm. So in, when the moment you want to go for your phone, if you practice mindfulness, it's going to become easier for you to catch yourself wanting to go for your phone and then catch yourself and say, okay, you know what? Let me replace this now, me going for my phone with another activity. Or just say, you know what? No, I'm not going to do it. I'll just sit here and just see if I can do it. Just for two minutes. That's mindfulness. You want to become more mindful and be present. And it's also good Mm -hmm. for yourself, but also with people you're in a relationship with, family members, friends, colleagues. And just that's just part of self-development, right? But you want to be focusing on connection, on building, on on making your dreams happen, grow. Uh, when if you connect to relationships, then you can say, how can your wife, your children, your friends really enjoy you if you're not happy? The more you work on yourself, the, the more the more you improve yourself, the better your energy will. The better your your attitude, your personality, right? And that's going yeah. to be reflected. And people will feel it, they will sense it, and that will make them happy. Mm-hmm. So that's why you have to become selfish in order to become selfless. Sometimes yeah. people don't understand that. Oh yeah. But you really <laughs> have to take care of yourself. Yeah. It's 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 vital. So last step is self-development. Because if you improve the converse, the conversation you have about yourself when you're by yourself, if that improves. Everything then, else yes, will. It's going to be much easier. Yes, it's going to be much easier to say no to your phone, to say mm. this is you're not going to now rob my time and my attention. Absolutely. Mm. So that that's the success. Wow, six these were some wonderful and some actionable steps that we can all implement right away. I think it's all about just being aware and then taking it from there on. You know. Yes, exactly. 
exactly yeah you know finally since we are moving towards the end of this episode i wanted to ask you if would you recommend people to go on a 30 day digital detox it's a nice it's a nice challenge but i wouldn't take it that serious it might be for fun to see if you're up for it especially mm-hmm. if you go on a retreat somewhere in maldives mm-hmm. I mean, uh-huh. or anywhere around the world, right? They organize more of these offline retreats mm-hmm. where you have to leave your phone home or somewhere. That could be fun. It could be a nice test, but I don't think it's it's going to improve the whole situation because when you're back to reality, uh-huh. to your own life, then you go back straight to your own to your habits and routines. Mm-hmm. Habits and routines are not present when you're somewhere else, when you're going somewhere else. On oh yeah. Retreat, so. <laughs> when you go back you go straight to your own routines and habits and you go and your phone is there ready to embrace you but even aside to retreats even if you stay home and you're going on this 30 day detox still if you fail or even if you succeed are you never going to use your phone again anymore what if you're going to use your phone again a lot of times you will use your phone the same way as you used to before sometimes there is a small change if you succeed but not a lot of people succeed but if you <laughs> succeed sometimes there's a small change in their behavior in their relationship with their phone but it's it's not the best solution because a lot of people will fail there's just too much right. going on one weekend already is hard for a lot of people you want to become realistic like saying going on a 30 day detox to saying from never going to the gym to say I'm going to the gym four times a week or just this week I'm going four times <laughs> a lot of times they they're not going to do it because they it's it's it takes time to do, because there's yeah, a lot of yeah. thoughts that will try for you not to go these these thoughts the body will tell you don't go don't go why would you go <laughs> you're not used to go to the gym so don't go so there there's a lot of reasons why that happens right. but be be more realistic mm-hmm. i would say just start with one evening one evening you maybe you may want to tell people that you're going on a detox in other words you're not going to reply anyone mm-hmm. you might want to then find replacement activities so you know what you're going to do in that evening mm-hmm. you might want to untangle your phone meaning um you might want to get an alarm or a radio or a music player because they're all or a calculator because they're all on your phone we always use the digital version so you might want to have those set a book for example instead of a kindle like <laughs> no screens at all but it's also up to you it's uh, you have to decide for yourself which screens are involved right. when it comes to it maybe television is allowed and then you can go netflix but as for a lot of people that's already an accomplishment when they can watch netflix <laughs> without their phones the whole evening that's already an accomplishment so you want to start small start with yeah. one two hours maybe yeah. then one evening then one day then one weekend then maybe one week and then one month absolutely yeah yeah it's just about starting small mm-hmm. yes Yes. Because I'm not you're going to become you'll become disappointed and that's not a good feeling. You want to become proud of yourself. So if it's just that one small yeah. step that builds momentum, that makes you feel good about yourself. Absolutely. And that is going to give you more motivation to mm-hmm. to success successfully take on the second step. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. You know, this is the conversation I think a lot of my uh, listeners would love to hear because this is a time when we are we are all inclined towards uh, you know using our phones the most um, you know the moment we see a notification you know our phone buzzing we we just have this uh, unconscious 
habit of just picking up the phone and just checking who who is it who is it and uh, exactly. it's at the end of the day i think it's all about being mindful starting small and understanding when you are crossing that line and yes um that ha- this has been a wonderful uh, conversation with you johan um and Thanks so much. Um, is uh, so can you tell our listeners where can they find you so they can find me on socialmediabreakup.com i offer a course for iphone users and i teach them how to use their phone wisely and how to beat wow. phone addiction i will create more courses but this one is now for iphone users i also have a coaching program a 45 days coaching program where i help people how to and how to detach themselves from tech in order to then reconnect it's not about abstinence right it's just about motivation absolutely so by the way for the iphone course i will give you a or people can send me an email and say that they have listened to this podcast and oh. then i will send them a free link where they can access the course for free wonderful that is wonderful thank you so much for oh, my pleasure my pleasure <laughs> thanks a lot <laughs> thank you for being a great guest on my show thank you no thank you reina you're doing good keep up the good work i'm very happy to be part of your whole mission and uh, i can imagine that together we can yeah make a lot of people become Absolutely. more mindful about Absolutely. their about their lives yeah, yeah. of course thank sure. you next lot huh you can now book yourself a free breakthrough session with rena jain the link is mentioned in the episode show notes take the first step towards your happiness journey now why well because you deserve to be happy